Next on BYU Sports Nation, spring roster cleaning for BYU men's basketball. Will it result in a better team compared to last season? The first BYU Bowl projection is out. Who and where could the Cougars be playing in December? Plus, one of the team performances of the year from men's golf. Star Patrick Fishburn of the golf team will join us after that clutch performance on the links. And Yoli Childs in studio. Why he thinks the Cougars can legit challenge Gonzaga. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday, May 17th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the well-hydrated Jerem Jordan. I've got a tall glass of water over here. I used to do vitamin water. I'm just trying to cut, you know, a little sugar out. It's that midlife crisis. I could buy an expensive vehicle if I had that money, or I could just cut some sugar out a little bit. I want to drink soda all the time, though. Provo's like the capital of uh, sugared sodas. (laughs) There are multiple places you can go and get this. You get a sugar cookie, you get all this stuff. You just got to watch it a little bit, right? Be aware. Instead of every day, like every other day for soda? I don't know. I don't have like a. I don't go and get soda <laughs> independently. I'm not. Just drink more thing. water. Just I just drink more water. And that is your health connection. It's not as exciting on BYU Sports Nation. I trust it, dude. Thank you, Taysom. I appreciate that. <laughs> we have a similar workout regimen. Hey, drink, drink up, man. Oh, you drink, want me to take drink one? Drink right up. Now? Yeah, let's go. All rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's off to Bryant, perimeter right. Elijah into the alley, bounce pass to Yoko, and here's at home. Yoli Childs, point 16 and 17. The BYU basketball roster for the approaching 2018-19 season is coming together. Yoli Childs giving that roster a significant shot in the arm that certainly helps. We'll break down what we know in detail in just a moment, but let's start with this, Jerem, with Yoli Childs back in the mix. What do you think of the current roster? I don't know if this is me just wanting this to happen or if it actually is, okay? Because <laughs> it's the offseason. The last two years, BYU's been NIT one and done. We all expect BYU to be better than that, and the talent uh, is there. So I, I look at this roster, and I like it. Let's talk about projected starters. Joshir Hardnett, TJ Haas, Nick Emery, Yoli Childs, probably Luke Worthington. I think maybe Peyton Dashup challenges that starting spot. Backup wings, in no particular order, by the way. Connor Harding. Ryland Bergerson, who could have a, uh, quote, breakout year, according to Yoli Childs. We'll talk with him coming up. Zach Selyus, McKay Cannon, okay, backup bigs. Gavin Baxter, Dalton Nixon, Peyton Dastrup, other dudes. Braden Shaw, Ryan Andrews, Colby Lee. How do they factor in? They could become influential. It's hard to replace what Elijah Bryant did. Numerically, you can do it. A little more TJ Haas plus Nick Emery equals 18 a game, okay? That equals 18 a game. The difference of TJ from last year to this year. It was an 11-point score. He can be better than that. Then you look at where this team can re-engage some guys. Zach Selyus, you talk about underachievement last year. I think that offense turned him into a high-low guy. He's a three-point assassin, dude. This guy's a sniper. I, I want Zach Selyus to get back to that. Maximize Peyton Dastrup. More from Yoli Childs. Nick Emery can explode for 30 on any given night. 
What can Gavin Baxter bring to the table on defense and transition? And what kind of players will Connor Harding and Colby Lee be? Will Ryland Bergerson uh, become an emerging wing here? I really like this group. I think they're going to be better than last year. How much better is the question? And will that result in challenging Gonzaga? Or That is a bit much for me. They're well, like a top 10 program. Yoli Childs just told the media that he feels like this is going to be the best team that he has been on since he's been at BYU. Yes, they've been NIT one and done. Yes, they will be. And do, he, do we think this group's going to be NIT one and done? No. No. I think this, this team could be bubblicious. I don't know if they get into the tournament. That's the hope, of course. Can they get into the if they get into the tourney? That's fantastic. We're going to talk to Yoli Childs about why he feels like this is the best team he's played on and why he thinks that the Cougars can challenge the powerhouse Gonzaga. Uh, okay, that that is quite blue goggled to me. Finishing in second would be finishing in first. Do you do you know what I mean by that? There's Everyone, Gonzaga, for and then second. there's the rest of the West Coast Conference right yes. now. As currently constituted, it is their conference to lose. If Kansas was in the league, would you say we're trying to win a conference title? You're trying to <laughs> like beat it's, Kansas? It's fine. Yoli should say that, okay? Yoli should say that. Like, if we – we're not trying to beat ESPN in the ratings. Like, I, we acknowledge that they're going to have better ratings. Like, we have our niche, and we compete in that venue, right? I feel like BYU basketball is better suited to steal a game against Gonzaga. Absolutely. And we've seen that in three of the last four years. But in terms of winning the conference, that's a lot to ask. I, I don't want That's just too much pressure. The, the, the situation is, okay, can we make it interesting on Selection Sunday? Can we get into that tournament? My starting five right now, Jasheer Hardnett, TJ Haas, Nick Emery, Yoli Childs, and Dave Rose loves Luke Worthington because he's a captain and he, he defends. is defensively yeah. sound. So I think he'll be the guy. You mentioned maximizing Peyton Dastrup. How do the Cougars underused do that? guy? He's been underused. How do they use? Can him he be the first big off the bench? He's a potential stretch five. Yes, you could have five three point shooters on the on the floor when Peyton Dastrup's there. I expect his role to be larger following Luke Worthington off the bench. But overall, Jerem, BYU's only lost one player. Granted, it's Elijah Bryant, but compared to years past, there has been significant turnover. Seven guys last year, right? It's, it's four on average in the West Coast Conference here. We'll talk about whether that's a big deal or a no deal. One guy thus far. One. And again, it's Elijah Bryant, but one has left, I think the best benefit for BYU is just continuity, my friend. And that's why I think the roster is better and the team will be better. What kind of offense and defense are they running? We will find out. And that is our question of the day, by the way. Do you think the 2018-19 BYU men's basketball team will be better than last year? Why or why not? Your response is in a moment. Your boy Bill Bender of the Sporting News, he's smart. In the offseason, when he needs some uh, traction, put something out about BYU. We know that the fans The guy will knows respond, how okay? to reach BYU fans. He came out with his bowl projections yesterday. BYU in a bowl would be good, right? He projects the Cougars to play in the Armed Forces Bowl on December 22nd against the Fighting Ken Niamatololos of Navy. What do you think of the matchup and the bowl game? I would love for BYU to play against a military academy in the Independence era, and if it happens to be in a bowl game, great. I'm also a little bit afraid of those matchups because those teams are so disciplined and well-prepared in bowl scenarios. 
See what happened to Virginia against Navy last year in bowl season. To defend our nation, don't they need to be prepared for an attack? 100%. Or, or beyond the attack? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Most I, important, I'm just happy that BYU is projected to play in a bowl game. Dude, albeit it's calculated by Bill Bender to include BYU. Of course he's going to throw the Cougars in there. This would be the Mormon Polynesian Coaches Bowl. It could be renamed that. BYU played in the Armed Forces Bowl in 2011. That was a fun finish against Tulsa. This could be a fun matchup. Uh, I'd be cool with it, one, because BYU'd be in a bowl game. <laughs> That's I don't even care what the bowl game exactly. is. Exactly. Like, I don't care where it is. And, and it could be the New Mexico Bowl. Typically, we've gone to that bowl game, so we selfishly want like a cool place. So where is that? Like the Metroplex, right? In Dallas? In I Dallas, think. yes. So, yeah, that would be awesome to party in uh, December just there. So. in a bowl game. I'm all for it. But just get into a bowl game. I don't care, I don't care if it's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise, Jerem. Just I, play in a bowl game. You know what? I was born outside Boise, so I wouldn't mind that one, I guess. Playing a bowl game. They're already, I don't BYU's already playing in Boise. They don't need twice. I don't care where it is. Okay. Just you're right. you're play right. in a bowl I'm, game. I'm a little pickier. And BYU will. <laughs> they will win six games. I've already gone on record. Okay. And if they don't, what are you going to do? Next. <laughs> Still are. BYU men's golf for the first time in Woo! 12 years. Yes. Headed back to the big dance on the links, the national championships. After a remarkable second place performance at the regional in Norman, Oklahoma, BYU shot 10 under par as a team on back to back days. They lost by a single shot in the team competition to the host, Oklahoma. This is Oklahoma's home course. They play on it all the time. BYU almost knocked them off. The important part is they're advancing. BYU had two guys individually finish in the top five. Peter Quest for perfection at number five and Patrick Fishburne at number two. We will talk with Patrick later in the show. Jerem, what impressed you most about the men's golf performance in that Norman Regional. You mentioned the individuals. Those were impressive. The most impressive thing was that day one, BYU shot a 295 as a team. Seven over par. Dates two and three, they shot a 278. They stormed back. There was a, a lightning delay, so they harnessed the energy of the storm, and they were 17 strokes better each day as a team. That was really impressive. And like you mentioned, for the first time since 06, the Cougs advanced out of the NCAA Regional. I'm really impressed by this group. And we've talked about how talented these guys are, and they have validated it. Last year, they won the West Coast Conference Championship at home at Riverside here in Provo. This year, got in as an at-large, and then they balled out in days two and three. And I'm just really pumped that these guys made it to the NCAA Championships. We're not talking about, you know, a minor turnaround. You're seven over as a team one day. You pay attention to the course. You go back. You meet with your coach. You go over notes. And you come back and as a team shoot 17 shots better? Both days. <laughs> 10 under par back-to-back days? Like if BYU has, I don't know, they go five over on day one instead of seven over, they win the thing against the team that plays on that course on a regular basis. One of the best teams in the country, Oklahoma. BYU proved that they can hang with anyone. Just get in the big dance. That's what's the beauty about golf. You don't have to be nationally ranked all year. You just get into the tournament, and if you get hot at the right time, you can stun some people, and that's what the Cougars have done. And, oh, by the way, BYU is a cold-weather school. So November, December, January, it's a little hard for BYU at home to get out on the course. So this is a tremendous accomplishment. The mental strength involved in high-pressure golf to do what they did as a team 
from one day to the next is incredible. That impressed me the most. Good We're, luck in the national championships. Which is also in Oklahoma, by the way. It's in Stillwater. Today, the BYU softball team plays the Drake Bulldogs at 6 Eastern in Eugene, Oregon, in the first game of the NCAA Regionals. This is the Cougars' 14th straight regional. Spencer, does softball need to advance out of the regional for a successful season? No, the season has already been a success. They won the conference championship again, and they did so in dramatic fashion. They were challenged for the first time against LMU, and they found a way to get it done. So that has been a success. They played one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult schedule in program history and fared decently well. Like they were not embarrassed by the best competition in the entire country. They'll get another shot, most likely, against number one ranked and number one overall seed Oregon. I think BYU feels like they need to win a couple of games up there, whether it's against Drake or Albany, and just give themselves an opportunity to play against Oregon. I think that's how I will view the postseason as a success but overall like you won the conference again you went back to the tournament it's been a success absolutely those are the program standards the program standard isn't to get out of the regional that that's like BYU men's basketball going to the sweet 16 the program standard is let's try and get into the NCAA tournament in fact the program standard the last three years has been the NIT and BYU's trying to get back to the NCAA tournament we'll talk to Yoli Childs in a sec uh, about that standard but no absolutely successful if BYU somehow shocks number one Oregon and Drake and Albany and gets out, that would be the biggest story in softball this, uh, this first regional round. That would be huge. BYU hasn't been to a super regional since 2010. That's the lone super regional they've been to. It's just too much to ask to expect them yeah, to yeah. advance out no, of Eugene. No, compete well, do your best, see if you can't pull off a shocker, and uh, then it'd be the biggest story in BYU softball history. In, in program Look, history, too. Beat Number Drake, one, Oregon. Beat Drake like LeBron beat Drake in Toronto. <laughs> and give yourself an opportunity against Oregon. Yes. In LeBronto. <laughs> Our question of the day, going back to BYU men's basketball, do you think the 2018-19 men's basketball team will be better than last season? Why or why not? Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation, and the voice of the nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from Twitter at WDHeath40. Absolutely. Yoli Childs got feedback from testing the pro waters. Nick Emery took the time to make himself better. And if the team can knock down threes this year, they will be dangerous. I'm predicting less than two non-St. Zaga losses. The Cougars are averaging three a year. So two or less would be an improvement based on what BYU has typically done in the WCC. If BYU wants to get in the NCAA tournament, they just they don't have to just win big games. They have to avoid losing bad games. BYU We've benefits from this. this now, we need to keep in mind, BYU plays two less games in the West Coast Conference. So, so should that number – well, it depends who. Because we don't know – Who's on the WCC schedule? We're thinking schedule. that BYU is still going to play Gonzaga twice and St. Mary's twice. Like, if I'm the league – I'm making sure those two play each other twice for the foreseeable future. Okay, Keep the responses coming on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, the BYU football staff will hire analysts this season. What they do and what it means. And Yoli Childs is back in Studio B, currently waving at us, (laughs) working his mojo. He's going to join us next and tell us why he came back to BYU and why he thinks the Cougars can challenge Gonzaga. Stay with us. This is BYU Sports Nation. Is he waving at us or Gonzaga? I'm confused. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Three games left in the baseball season, and it starts tonight against Pacific at home on BYU TV on and BYU Radio. Watch and listen at 8 Eastern tonight. BYU Sports Nation nationally simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation rolling on social media. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and the Gram. And use the hashtag BYUSN whenever you want to converse with us. We also have a newly revamped Facebook page. We're all over the place. Our question of the day. Do you think the 2018-19 BYU men's basketball team will be better than last year? Why or why not? On Facebook, Clarissa Tuckett-Whiteman says, Yes, it will be better. Even though Elijah Bryant left, BYU has Nick Emery coming back. And TJ Haas has had more time to get used to his role on the team. Oh, and don't forget, Yoli is back. Hashtag BYUSN. It's called burying the lead. <laughs> well, which in a way, Yoli Childs did in his letter to BYU fans about coming back, right? Y- yes. When he first started, the le- I was like, oh, he's gone. Oh, wait. <laughs> come back. He joins us in Studio B now. Back in studio, Yoli. It's good to see you. Welcome back. Good to be back. Good look, to be here. Look at this turtleneck, dude. This is another level. Wow. You work out I for just, some NBA teams, and now you just crank it up. No, nah, nah, I just think I'm big time, you know? <laughs> no. You know, look good, feel good. Life's good. Amen. Admittedly, when I read the first two or three sentences of your whatever discourse you want to call it about coming back. Discourse? Wow. I, I thought, oh, no, he's saying lots of nice things. Does this mean he's going to drop bad news at the end? Is he leaving? Is he leaving? But you said, I'm, I'm coming back after a lot of prayer and thought. I'm coming back. Why did you feel like after all was said and done, BYU was the place for you to stay? Uh, I think a, a lot of things went into it. You know, uh, I think I'm someone that's very calculated in the decisions I make. And, and I look at the, every angle of it. And overall, I just knew it was the right thing for me through the feedback I got from teams. The feedback was more, uh, you probably won't get drafted. You could probably be a two-way contract type player make a team, uh, that type of deal. And some of the teams were saying, go back to school and, and work on a couple of things. You'll have, the, you'll have the ability to talk with your coaches and, and be in a role that you want to be in. Uh, some teams said, no, go, leave, be a pro as soon as possible. The sooner you can get into the G League, the sooner you can be a professional, the better, the, the faster you'll progress. So I kind of had both sides of it, but it was the same consensus of you probably won't get drafted. And my thing was I feel that now that I know the things that they want to see me do, that I kind of have the, the blueprint. I kind of have the answers to the test. So it's a lot easier instead of looking at a situation and saying, okay, I think this is what teams want me to do. I think this is the right thing. It's like, no, now I know this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. I go do them. And I really believe that I could be a first-round pick. What are some of those things that they told you on the court? Uh, the three things that they really talked about were, uh, one, being a really versatile defender, someone that can guard multiple positions I think I guarded centers a lot this year and I think that's something I'll do this year as well but guard move positions switch more ball screens that type of thing uh stretch the floor more consistently they want to see me be a really consistent shooter and just be the hardest uh hardest working player on the court and I think the best thing about that is through talking to coach Rose the things that NBA teams want to see are exactly what he wants me to do so I think that was that was one of the biggest things is talking to him and talking about what my role on the team would be. Uh, it was just such a comfortable feeling of like, okay, like this is this is the best place for me to get better. This is the best place for me to showcase uh, what I can do. That's good because those don't always line up. Let's yeah, be honest. Sure. Like 
they could be like, well, I see you doing this, but I want you back. So, yeah, I'll acquiesce. But that's good that those line up perfectly. Yoli Childs with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've talked a lot about your buddies from your AAU days being with you on this BYU basketball team. Gavin Baxter is back. And Connor Harding coming off a mission as well. How much of that dynamic played into you returning along with the guys that you have played with already at BYU? You know, I think uh, whether I was going to come back or not, BYU would have a really good season this year because I really believe in those guys. I believe in, in Nick and TJ and Gavin and Connor and everybody. I believe in all these dudes, and I know how good of basketball players they are. It was something that when I committed to BYU, I, I looked in the future a little bit, and I was like, I'm so excited that I get to play with Connor and Gavin again because they're, they're the greatest teammates. They're the greatest guys to play with. Gavin is, is so fun to play with. I remember I would, uh, in AAU all the time, I would go to my jump hook on the baseline. I would just airball it long for him. Just so he'd go dunk it. Like, he's, just, he's a freak. And then Connor's like, Connor's similar to Ryland Bergerson in their mindset of, like, they're a coach's dream, ultimate team player. What do you want me to do for the team? I'll go do it. Doesn't make mistakes. You know, and I think just the guys we have coming back, the depth we have this year, uh, the ability for several players on our team to play and guard multiple positions, I think we could be a problem offensively and defensively for teams to, to match up against. Yeah, we were talking about the roster and kind of the expectation, and I, I, we believe, I think like you, is, hey, this team's going to be better than the last two. Obviously, NIT one and done isn't where you want to finish, so I think you'd definitely be on that. Do you feel like this is a team that could be bubblicious, that could get into the NCAA tournament? For sure, for sure. I think this is going to be the best team that I've played on in the last three years. Uh, with... With Eric leaving, I think we got better still. And that's not a knock against Eric. He's an unbelievable player. It would have been awesome to have him. We would have been even better. But I think it just goes to show how many guys we have ready to step up. With Eli going this year, guys are going to step up and be great, and we're going to be better than we were last year. Again, not a knock to Eli, not a knock to Eric. Both unbelievable. It would be awesome to have them both. But guys are going to step up. Guys are getting better. Uh, I, I look back to my freshman year when we had six freshmen, and I think – four or five sophomores, and we were so young. Now those guys that, that got to play a lot of minutes, like me and TJ as freshmen, we're juniors now. You know, we're upperclassmen. We've been through it. And I think just with the experience and guys knowing exactly what they need to do, I think we're going to have a great year. I think we're going to go back to the tournament. I think we can knock off Gonzaga. I think it's going to be a great year. BYU basketball now junior forward, Yoli Childs with us in Studio B. Nick Emery says he is back. What do you think the addition of Nick will do for this team and the progress that you hope to make it's awesome to have guys like nick uh i look at our team and it's so exciting to see uh how versatile we can be especially on the offensive end you know there's going to be a night where we're say me and tj aren't shooting the ball great and nick can go out and hit 10 threes you know he's the type of player that's capable of doing that and i think it's huge to have several options on a team of guys that can just go off on any given night I think we have guys like, I think McKay can come in and give us 20. You know, TJ can go off for 30. Nick can go off for 30. Uh, and it's just awesome to have so many options. So the same guys don't have to be hot. How close were you to living? Like, like was it close? Did it, did it come close or was it, okay, I learned things I need to do, I'm coming back? I think I just went into it with a very open mindset. Uh, I genuinely went into it 50-50 of like, it just depends what these teams think about me. Uh, I'm confident in myself, my ability as a player, but... You can have all the confidence in the world, and if teams don't like you, then they don't like you. You know, uh, I went into it with a with a really level head of I want to come out here and learn. I want to see where I'm at. I really want to get this feedback and learn from it and learn everything I can. So I mean, if if the feedback was different, then I'd probably be in a different situation. But 
uh, just from the feedback and, and how I've, I feel about my future and my chances of playing in the NBA and sticking in the NBA, I think the best thing for me is to come back. So you, those things you mentioned, like being a, a two-way player, a 10-day contract, G League, like, those are going to be there next year even if you didn't improve, but you expect to improve, right? Yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of part of my belief. I think I'm in a different situation than a lot of guys at BYU considering they go on a mission, they're older. you're what, 20? Yeah, so I'm 20, yeah. so I'm not – too old to come back, so to speak. Uh, I think the the opportunities I have this year, the the contracts that are available this year, will be there next year. But I really believe that because of the people around me, because of the opportunities I have, I think I'll be able to be a, a first round pick. What are you anticipating in terms of changes in offense and defense? Heath Schroyer left. Uh, you bring in Lee Kamard. How will that change things as to what BYU does on the floor? Uh, first of all, uh, I just want to say thanks to Coach Schroyer. He was he was unbelievable. I was so grateful for him. I learned so much from him. Uh, I watched film with him all the time, and especially on the defensive end, he taught us so much and, and taught us how to prioritize defense in a basketball game. Uh, so I was so grateful that I had him as a coach, even for just a year. Uh, I think defensively we're going to try to be very similar. We're going to try to have a defensive mindset, do a lot of the same things we did last year in terms of the way we guarded ball screens. Uh, but offensively, I think we're going to play a little bit faster. Uh, I think I think we're trying to find that balance of. I think my freshman year, we might have played a little too fast, uh, where we just kicked it out, go go shot, you know. And this last season, we probably went a little too slow at times. Where there were times that TJ would come off a ball screen and the guy would go under, and it's the beginning of the shot clock, and he wouldn't feel comfortable shooting that. That's a shot TJ needs to shoot, you know. We need to push the ball in transition. So I think it's about finding that balance and finding the mix between the two two past seasons and being able to play with the pace but also being locked in defensively. Yeah, a good shot is a good shot no matter where it comes in the shot yeah, clock. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's tough because, like, championship ball is defense and valuing possession. Mm-hmm. So where's, where's the balance there? I'm, I'm sure you guys will figure it out. Uh, were there overseas offers in this, and how enticing were those? Uh there were, there were overseas offers, but I didn't look into them very much. I mean, uh, that's kind of a, a plan C for me. Uh, what, was it, what were A and B? Uh, get drafted, you know, G League, and then overseas okay. in terms of my professional career. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, I'm the type of player that I just – I'm a guy that comes to work, just work hard every day. I think if I was in the G League on a two-way type contract, I would get on a team, kind of similar to how Kyle is. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy that works hard every day. Uh, treats people right and is an everyday guy so I think that's a little more enticing to me than overseas but uh, I'm really lucky and blessed to be able to to have that as a fallback option who'd you work out for and how was it I worked out for the Celtics uh, the Thunder and the Nets and it was it was awesome it was it was an incredible experience to be able to literally talk to GMs and say like where am I uh, what do what do you need me to work on and how can I be an NBA player to be able to talk to the guys that make the decisions face-to-face and figure out exactly what you need to do, it's unbelievable. I really think that every college basketball player that has a good season should go test the waters. I think uh, you're, playing, yeah, you're playing against great players. Uh, you're getting the feedback to become better. I think throughout this process, I have the opportunity to get better than I would have. I have the opportunity to get better mm-hmm. than if I would have just stayed and, and never done that. Okay, let's finish with this. The schedule has been ramped up next year, and not everything has been announced uh, officially through BYU, but at least it's been public. With the opening of the season at Nevada, you've got Houston on the schedule, at Mississippi State, at UNLV, or 
against UNLV in Las Vegas, San Utah Diego neutral State. at San Diego State. Like, there's a lot there. What do you think of the loaded schedule? It's awesome. It's awesome. It's perfect. It's exactly what we need. Uh, I think the NCAA kind of showed this last season that it's not really about how many games you win. That That's part of it, but it's about your strength of schedule. It's about RPI. It's about the analytic side of things. Uh, how good were you against really good teams? Uh, it's not like these teams that are lower ranked in the RPI, like in our conference, it's not like they're bad teams. They can knock you off on any night. Uh, but I think the NCAA kind of prioritizes uh, playing high RPI teams to get into the tournament. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to go do that and go beat these teams and get at large bid. We're stoked to watch you play against that schedule, Yoli. It's great to have you back, man. I'm stoked. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for coming in. It's great to have you. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. And I hate to break it to you. Gavin Baxter signed higher than you. (laughs) Can I re-sign? That's the first one I saw. I was like, can I cross mine off? Don't and cr- sign again. Don't cross it out. Just sign. Just play. sign again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotta. Where's he at? So he's he's up there. Oh my! So, I swear mine's higher. Can we get a camera on there? Well, I, I think saying. Baxter goes to the edge. Just I, like I ex- think you can go a little. somehow, yeah. Yoli. Yeah. He's got a seven-two wingspan. Okay, so Yoli's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna go just a little higher. Yep. Yep. The competition okay. level we have a new is leader. real. I love it. We so have a much. new leader. What cameras looking at me? Good luck, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it, man. Coming up, Patrick Fishburne, a.k.a. Ginger Quick, on a second-place finish at the NCAA Men's Golf Regional yesterday. He might be able to drive a golf ball farther than Happy Gilmore. I'm not joking. Plus, big deal, no deal. The players used in the newest BYU football posters. Let's overanalyze. It's May 17th, baby. Analyze this <laughs> on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation friends, welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Simulcasts on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. We just spoke with Yoli Childs. If you missed that conversation, download the podcast. Loaded with every reason of why he felt like he needed to be back at BYU. And now, some of today's top BYUSN stories. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. The sporting news led by our good friend Bill Bender predicting BYU will play in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl against Navy, a bowl game scheduled to take place on December 22nd. I don't care when it is. I don't care where it is. Just be in a bowl game, and BYU will. Also, Kalani Satake will hire four analysts this fall to help out in ways that BYU hasn't previously had in the recent past. We'll discuss that coming up in Big Deal No Deal. BYU baseball begins the final series of the season tonight against the Pacific Tigers. 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Cougars have already been eliminated from contention for the West Coast Conference Tournament. So this is it. The final three starting tonight. Game day for BYU softball in the NCAA Regionals. It's tournament time. Their 14th consecutive trip. They will open things up in Eugene against the Drake Bulldogs. This is essentially an 8-9 matchup on the softball side, if you were to compare it to how the NCAA basketball tournament works, should be a very competitive close game. The winner likely faces number one overall seed, Oregon. The game tonight starts at 6 Eastern. You can watch it and stream it on ESPN3. And BYU men's golf advances to the NCAA championships for the first time since 2006 after finishing in a tie for second place at the Norman Regional, led by top finishes for Patrick 
Fishburne and Peter Quest for Perfection in the Top 5. We'll chat with Fishburne coming up in 10 minutes. Jerem, let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Wolf. Okay, Big Deal, No Deal. Buzz's girlfriend. Brought Wolf. to you by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. It's definitely a big deal. Number one. Big Deal, No Deal. The players used in the newest BYU football posters. Okay, let's overanalyze because it's May 17th and we have an hour to fill. Uh, the guys are that I've ID'd. Langi Tuifua, Zane Anderson, Butch Powell, Micah Simon, Ului Lapuahu, Sioni Takitaki, and Dain Gawoliku. Big deal. There's no quarterbacks on there. Oh! They don't know who the starter is. Dramatic squirrel. They don't know who the starter is. So they're not going to put a guy on there. What BYU did two years ago with Taysom Mill and Tanner Mangum was they put both. But when you have three to 17 quarterbacks, as is the case with Brigham, <laughs> they put these guys on there. Big that Longy Tuafua is in there, going to have a bigger um, role. Louis Lapuahu, he's back. And the other guys you know and are big-time players. Yeah, I see, I, I want to say it's a big deal just because it ramps everybody up, right? The juices are flowing. You see the posters. It's like, yes, football season approaches. We're just a little over 100 days away. It doesn't away. matter how many days away. That when is it gets a... under 100, we'll start going there, right? Yes, probably. Okay. okay. That's a big deal. As far as who's involved in the poster, I don't really care as much as who's involved, just that it's out there and it helps people get excited about football. That's the big deal oh, to me. they're excited. But I didn't draw the conclusion that you did. No quarterbacks in no the mix. Quarterbacks. How about that? Oh, there are plenty of quarterbacks in the mix. Why did we put Mika Simmons on one of those posters? Mika Simmons got in there? <laughs> I thought that was Micah Simon. Number two, big deal, no deal. The Sporting News projects BYU football to play Navy in the Armed Forces Bowl. Is that a big deal or a no deal? Uh, it's a big deal that BYU is projected to play in a bowl game. I don't care if it is by Bill what Bender. If, what if they weren't? Like, Are we looking on the bowl projections where BYU might not be projected to be in a bowl game? Who else has bowl projections? Let's do some research in and May? see. Well, Billy Bender knows what's going on. Let's see if BYU isn't projected by some. <laughs> ESPN's Football Power Index wouldn't project BYU to play Correct. in a bowl game. I go no deal on this. And who else wouldn't? Whatever. Uh, Athlon Sports wouldn't project BYU to play in a bowl game, right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not huge on bowl projections, but I like it. It's content, Spencer. On May 17th, on absolutely. May 17th, baby. Let's go. Got a summer. Number three, big deal, no deal. BYU Volleyball playing in Brazil inside a half-lit gym. <laughs> uh, no deal. This is just part of the deal. Uh, BYU men's volleyball in Brazil playing games. They played at the national team's facility, which is cool, but there was one match tweeted out by Matt Richardson, a vice president here at BYU, and huge BYU sports fan, of course, uh, where BYU is playing like in a half-lit gym. Uh, I go no deal. It just is what it is, man. You play, you go there, you play. Listen, they're I, they're not there to play volleyball. They're there to there to go to the Copacabana and the Cristo Hayden tour and everything. Listen, BYU basketball played in a half lit gym until Pacific upgraded their lights too. <laughs> so they have not upgraded their lights. Oh, it's not upgraded. No, it's terrible. It's still bad. Oh, we then did, our cameras. We did that game there. Our cameras just there. did you a better there. job of like making it seem no, like there was more, more light in the building. Yes, they did well. The VC, the video controller that day. Well was done, video challenged. control. Yeah. Number four, big deal, no deal. Kalani Satake will hire four football analysts for the 2018 football season. Now, these are not Blaine Fowlers. These are guys who evaluate film. They don't coach players. They evaluate film and assess, uh, you know, and create game plans and scouting reports. Big deal, no deal. 
This is a big deal to me because it means that BYU is investing more money into the football program. And never before has BYU invested more money into the football program than it has now. So I think this is a big deal and tells me that Coach Sataki and company are taking it even more seriously. They are, they are desperate to figure out what in the world went wrong last year and make it right and get things going in the right direction. I go big deal as well. BYU used a couple of these guys last year. Aaron Roderick and J.D. Falsev were kind of analysts for the team. They weren't you know, grad assistants or you know, paid one of the 10 assistant coaches. So this is a big deal. Virginia... And a lot of this info, thanks to Dick Harmon, Deseret News, his column about this. Virginia had three last year. They have six this year. Okay? So this is, this is kind of a, a newish thing, obviously, like Alabama. A bunch has of big programs do this. So this is good. They, again, these guys don't coach. They analyze film, prepare game plans, scouting reports. They can't recruit. Tendencies. They can't recruit. Exactly. So I, I go big deal. I, I think this is good. I'm interested to see who BYU hires. This could be the guys that are kind of in transition from other coaching jobs or whatnot. Steve Sarkeesian did this. He was an analyst uh, before he got to the uh, Did that work out Falcons for him? OC. I think it worked out for him. Yeah. For Our Sark, baby. Question of the day. Back to basketball. Do you think the 2018-19 BYU men's hoops team will be better than last year? Why or why not? We just heard why Yoli Childs thinks they will be better. On Twitter, at Twiggy or Stone says, not sure about this one. We lost a good coach, he's Schroer, and a key scorer, Elijah Bryant. Schedule more difficult. Not sure how well Nick Emery will play. I think they will be about the same as last year. Third place, NIT one and done? We hope not. I just don't think so. Coming up, it's a softball NCAA game day and the start of the final series for the baseball team. We'll give you all the deets in the whip. The Ginger Quake, or P-Fish. He goes by both nicknames. Patrick Fishburn coming off one of his best performances ever on the links as a BYU Cougar. We'll talk to him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU baseball plays tonight against Pacific on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 8 Eastern. It's the final three games of the season for the Cougars, who won't make the WCC tournament, but they have a chance to finish well at home. Watch and listen tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYU SN rebroadcast airs every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV, our social media question of the day. Do you think the 2018-19 BYU men's basketball team will be better than last year? Why or why not? This from Facebook and Brandon Jones. Absolutely yes. BYU should be treating Yoli Child's return like we just got the number one draft pick. Oh, it's a big deal. Not near yeah. enough excitement for Yoli's return on BYU Sports Nation yesterday. Really? I think I expected him to return. That's why maybe it wasn't a, like, ah! We both said 90% that we thought he we would thought, come back. Yeah, we thought he was coming back. So don't let that fool you from the excitement, however, because yeah. it means, to me, three more wins for BYU basketball than they would have if he did not return. It's a big deal. You said four or five yesterday. With Nick Emery as oh, well. combined. Yeah. So with well Nick done. Emery and Yoli Childs back, I think BYU wins 25-plus games. Yeah, it's, it's a really big deal that... Yoli Child's coming back. Top 50 out of high school. Obviously, we've seen him develop. West Coast Conference Player of the Year candidate. 
In fact, of all the guys, he might be the number one candidate preseason. He might be the favorite to win the MVP because the player of the year, because Gonzaga cannibalizes itself yes. with balance. BYU will have bombastic numbers from Yoli Childs. Bombastic. Yes. They're more likely to have those numbers, like you said, compared to the you're balance have two of or Gonzaga. Three main guys. Yeah. Correct. And last year was unique for Gonzaga. Typically, they're not as balanced. They're very, they've got like a guy or two that's awesome. And you go with them as the player of the year. Jock Landale was clearly the best player in the league, though, last year. Brandon Jones continues on Facebook. With Nick oh. Emery returning and just the overall team getting older and more veteran players, BYU will be better, no doubt. Super excited about Gavin Baxter, especially his defense, and above-the-rim play. It's going to be fun. Like, Yoli Childs is a high flyer. Grabbed a ball, you know, in an alley-oop from behind the backboard, threw it down. Gavin Baxter is very athletic. I think there's some sneaky guys on this team we shouldn't forget, though. Ryland Bergerson could make the jump, okay? BYU really liked him, had a hard time kind of fitting him into what they did last year. What does Connor Harding do? What does – can McKay Cannon take a step forward? Uh, Dalton Nixon's going to – he's going to get Nixon better. And he was, was, a, he was a contributor last year. He's the hustle guy. Don't forget about Zacharias Celius Fourth. This guy was a 50% three-point shooter as a freshman. I don't think last year's offense catered to his skill set very much. What Heath Troyer had to do was get some discipline in the program, kind of like what BYU football is trying to get. And it, and it worked in terms of valuing possession, playing better defense. Did BYU make the adjustments they needed to after non-conference and going 12-2 and after beating Portland? Maybe not. You know, and, and it resulted in a third place to two really good teams and an NIT one and done. I think that that's what was needed at that time. I think BYU, like Yoli Child said, opens it up a little bit on offense, plays similarly good defense, and now we're talking. Why was St. Mary's so good for so many years? Because they had Australians. Co- they had continuity, Jerem. They, oh. they didn't lose a lot of guys. You guys come back year and year together. and year again. BYU's lost one guy. One guy. That's different than the recent past. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is a guy who brought it on the links yesterday yes. and the day before that and the day before that. Patrick Fishburn back on the show. Nice to have you back on BYU Sports Nation. What's up, Patrick? Great. Yeah, great to be back. Thanks for having me. First time BYU men's golf has advanced to nationals since joining the West Coast Conference. First trip in 12 years. What does it mean to you and your team to advance to the NCAA championship round? No, this is a, this is a huge deal for us. It's kind of something we've been talking about all year and you know, we haven't been playing as good as we know we could have this spring semester, so it was good to kind of finally get back in the swing of things and, and play well. We really uh, we stepped up pretty well the last few days, so it was great. What We're really cha- excited to have a chance to uh, win a national championship. Yeah, what changed from round one to rounds two and three? I don't know. I'm not sure what happened. I just know the first day we, I think we all started off horrible. I know I bogeyed the first two holes. We had a couple guys make double on the first hole, and we just got off to a really bad start. And I think the the last two rounds, we just kind of got going a little earlier and just kind of kept the momentum throughout the round. So it was it was that's kind of something we struggle with is getting off to a good start. And so it's good to uh, finally have it happen the second and third round. Individually, you finished in second. Peter Quest for perfection finished in fifth. When did you know you were in the zone? Uh, probably the second round I had, uh, five birdies in a row and, and I made a par, then I made another birdie. So I had six birdies and seven holes and it was, 
that's kind of when it started clicking for me, and that was kind of a, a good little spot to be in. What's that like mentally, Patrick, when you're in the zone? Tell us, because we don't know what that's like. <laughs> no, it's definitely a rare feeling. Uh, but, uh, no, it was great. You just kind of feel like the putting into a basketball hoop, and it's, you know, it's, everything kind of seems easy. You're not really thinking too much. You're just kind of reacting and using your instincts. And, yeah, you're just kind of going with the flow, I guess. There was a lightning and weather delay. When did that happen, and how did you guys handle that? Because you were in the zone, and you wanted to keep that momentum going, right? Yeah, so it was. It happened actually just right after I made my sixth birdie in seven holes, and then we had the weather delay, and I came out and made a bogey, and it kind of slowed down the momentum. But luckily, we finished strong, and the rest, the rest of the guys, um, I think we did all right once we came out. But it was. It is kind of annoying to to kind of. Uh, have it going and then have it, have them call you off for three hours, but I guess you can't do anything about it. That's just kind of the Oklahoma weather. Patrick Fishburn with us on BYU Sports Nation just helped BYU make it to the NCAA championship round for the first time in 12 years. What was the best shot you hit over the entire regional? Uh, probably, let's see, probably the second day. Um, it was kind of a, there was a par five, about a 600-yard par five, and I hit one down the left side. And you kind of have to take a chance to go for it in two because there's a uh, kind of like a ditch in front of the green. And I had like 260 into the wind, and I had to hook it around the tree with a three iron. And I <laughs> hit this high hook around the tree and knocked it on the green to about 15 feet. Wait, you hit a three iron <laughs> into the wind, hooking it around the tree from 260 yards away? Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was probably that was probably a shot of the tremor for me. Even uh, even Todd, my coach, said, hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement. Yeah, you know it's good when he compliments you on that. Patrick, we're thrilled for yeah. you and the nice BYU job. men's golf team. Well done, and uh, good luck in the NCAA championships, man. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for that. Oh, yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. We're excited. All right, man, keep it up. Uh, give our best to uh, Coach Brockbank and all the guys. All righty, will do. Thanks for having me. You got a Patrick Fishburne on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It's next week. It's in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So they go from Norman to Stillwater. I assume they're coming back and then they'll go back. Maybe they'll stay. I don't know. In Oklahoma. Ran out of time. Got to go to break. The pea fish. The ginger quake. <laughs> ginger quake. Dude uh, can absolutely crush the ball. Climbing the ginger power rankings. Holy cow. Coming up, the bowl game. One analyst projects BYU to play in this December. Plus, BYU Cougars are in action in softball baseball and golf today yeah there's more golf in the whip speaking of ncaa championships this is byu sports nation let's go rose byu sports nation is brought to you in part by dexterlaw.com for help when you need it most shout out to today's guest byu basketball star yoli childs returning for his junior season patrick fishburn byu men's golf star leading his team to an ncaa championship appearance apologies to dennis pitta we're just out of time. Three minutes, no time. If you missed any part of today's show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Mike Littlewood, the baseball coach. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Sporting News predicts BYU will play in the Armed Forces Bowl against Navy on December 22nd. Also, Kalani Sitake and the BYU football staff will be hiring four analysts for this season. Baseball. 
BYU Baseball Game Day. They open their final series of the season tonight against the Pacific Tigers, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Softball. Cougars make their 14th consecutive NCAA Regional Tournament appearance tonight as they face the Drake Bulldogs in the Eugene Regional at 6 Eastern on ESPN3. Golf. The men's team advancing to the NCAA Championship round for the first time since 2006. They finished in a tie for second place, one shot behind the champ and host, Oklahoma at the Norman Regional. Patrick Fishburne just spoke with us. He was the top individual finisher, second place, and Peter Quest for Perfection finished in a tie for fifth. Cougars in the minors. Like how we just say his name like that's his actual It's what it is. Colton Shaver went three for four with an RBI for the Quad City River Bandits in a win over the Cedar Rapids Colonels. What else, Spencer? Michael Rucker pitched five innings and struck out two for the double-A Tennessee Smokies in a loss to the Chattanooga Lookouts. And Jacob Brugman went two for three with the run for the triple-A Norfolk Tide and went over the Indianapolis Indians. Women's basketball. Announced two new signees, Kaylee Smiler, a guard from New Zealand, and a 6-1 stretch for Signe Glantz from Sweden. Lacrosse. The MCLA All-American teams are out. Chris Severson, hero of the Utah game, is the first teamer. Chandler Westcott on the second team with Connor Williams and Zach Burbage and Dallin Hampshire are on the third team. I was admittedly thrown off when we read Cougars in the Minors and Cedar Rapids Colonels. It's spelled like a popcorn colonel, not like a military colonel. A popcorn colonel. Is that a real thing? <laughs> Oh, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Let's give it to uh, former SEC Commissioner Mike Slive. He passed away at the age of 77 yesterday. He was a proponent of BYU being a Power 5 equivalent in scheduling. He was the first. BYU really appreciates that. So shout out to Rise and Shout to Mike Slive. Thoughts and prayers with his family. Yeah, Tom Homo uh, tweeted about that yesterday. Our question of the day, do you think the 2018-19 BYU men's basketball team will be better than last season? Why or why not? Our elite voice of the day on Twitter from at Rafarius79. Just win the West Coast Conference Tournament. (laughs) That is elite. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. Our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Mike Weir. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. We'll see you tonight at 8 Eastern. BYU Baseball against Pacific. The Colonels with a K. I love pop.